Welcome to the Point Five Podcast. Yeah. What's up? If you guys might have noticed, you'll hear an unfamiliar voice. There's a fourth one. Who is it? It's not a ghost. We have finally uh, gotten a guest on our show. That's right. I like you guys to welcome Philip Seo in your car seats or wherever you're listening. Just clap now. Let's get it. Let's welcome, get it. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Let's bring that energy. Up. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So a little bit about Philip. He's also a fellow 1.5 Gen. Um, he's come to Canada in high school. That's right. He's 23 years old right now. So uh-huh. you know he's totally in this age bracket. And I gotta do a little brief introduction just like this. But Philip, can you sure. just share more about uh, you know you and you know who you are? Sure. Um, my name is Philip. Uh, my Korean name is Hong Hyun. Uh, I I go by Philip Seo. Um, I came to Canada about nine years ago. I, I sorry, I have a question. Did sure. you get to choose your English name when you came here? Uh, do I go into full story here? Sure. Well, it's, it's just whatever you want to do. Sure, I actually I'm actually happy that I chose my name. Also, oh, you did choose your yeah. name, so you feel it on on plane. On the plane. On the plane. <laughs> Why on the plane? Because I I thought I had to kill some time on twelve hours flight, and I really wanted to just choose my name because I don't have one, right? And I just went on uh, Naver.com, which is like cool. <laughs> on the plane, yo, you're about to, you're gonna crash that plane by being like, <laughs> I mean, being connected. I mean, when it was safe. Um, yeah, it was like a Google.com from Korea. Naver, everybody knows. And I, I went on the best names for English names. What were your potential uh, thing Can- like na- names besides Philip? Candidates, yeah. Well, I originally thought of like classic ones, like you know how there's like dog names as a Sebastian. Dog names, <laughs> like Sebastian. Like there's no, like Charlie. He actually looks like a Sebastian. Oh. <laughs> I think he could go. Like, no, I, I like Philip. I like Philip. I know. I know you are Philip. Yo, were just call him Sebastian from now on. Sebastian, so he kind of could be a Sebastian. Did you guys see him in a Sebastian? I can totally imagine it. I totally can. Yeah. Anyway, those of people who don't know me. My name is Philip, and I chose my name on on my own. I I thought it would be cool, and I I went on on Naver.com, and it said my meaning of my name on Naver that website said a good speaker. So I really wanted to speak like good oh. English. So I thought that I could become like a fluent English speaker. Because oh, I saw so I I, <laughs> I know I know you guys told me not to speak Korean, but it no. naturally comes out. So Yo, that, that's all in us, you know. Everyone's gonna be judging him now because he's gonna be a good speaker. <laughs> all the listeners are gonna be like, oh, I'm gonna no expectations up but high. But I, I gotta give you guys a heads up because I know I, my English is not the perfect and I am not a like fluent English speaker. So my pronunciation and my grammars are not perfect, but- Not a problem, man. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, we all respect that. Respect yeah, that. Um, be, be uh, patient with me and you guys can help me out as well. All right. So yeah. you came here in grade nine, you said? That's right. Uh, technically at the end of grade eight. What? So I spent, so I spent a little bit of time in middle school. Mm, but so just a little. We went to the same high school, Philip and I. That's you right. Did? Yeah. In Canada, right? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So she's like, she's like, uh, AKA my, uh, my sambe, which is like. Senior. Senior. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's her, like, her superior That's senior. Right. Yeah. That's right. Thankfully, I didn't, you know, you know, uh, fold my fold my uh, waist and like uh, do a bow down to her. Like, yeah, do, well, what's that? What's that no, ninety degree? I'm not that mean. Yeah. I was. No, I, she, you just only had to go on your knees. No. <laughs> it wasn't a bow. There was it a was thing. a kneel. There was, it was a thing. A kneeling. There was a thing where you have to like kind of bow to seniors and be like, Serena, somebody. Yeah, show the manners. <laughs> but she wasn't one of it. One of the sambe. So I was like, oh, she's the chill one. And mm. yeah, Ooh. we actually were in the same choir in high school. Yeah, that was a great time. We did vocal jazz together That's too. Right. That's right. Vocal jazz in choir, you actually have to audition. You guys do a harmony right now. Ready? One, two, three. Oh. Oh. <laughs> okay, that was bad. Okay, let's move on. Our jazz teacher, your jazz teacher is probably disappointed. Anyway, so grade nine. What age is that? Is that 16, 14, 15? What is that? I, I would say I came here at 15. 15. 15, turning into 16, 2010. Cool. So why I asked you about all of this is because, you know, our topic today is about expectations of being in your 20s. Okay. So cool. 20s is like a really strange time period in your life. I think we mentioned this previous before, but 
it's one I think it's so interesting. So I decided to bring it up today as host to you know go deeper into it. All right. Yeah. I I didn't finish myself uh, introdu- in my oh, introduction. Go ahead, sir. Well, I, <laughs> please go ahead. Um. Yeah. I um. Other than naming myself, uh, I I am a filmmaker. I I'm pursuing my passion in filmmaking, and I think that um, that's something very not old uh, extraordinary. Uh, what I say, not ordinary. Yeah. It's, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. It's actually extraordinary. That's okay. So it yeah. is actually it's pretty special. I think mm. that I'm a very special like 1.5 gen because I'm mm. not doing anything related to academics. Yeah, and um, I'm 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 running a uh, media production. I I built it recently. Um, I'm st- it's it's still in a building process, but I was a freelancer for uh, several years, and I am fully uh, in for building a production and being a CEO on my own. Yeah, uh, Philip's uh, creative and he's like, um, CEO, CEO. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Of course, yeah. of course, David comes up with cheesy. all this, <laughs> hey. all these jokes. Let's not say cheesy here. Let's say kimchi. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I I run a media production and I people know me as a cameraman. Like right. people know me as like a Philip. AKA the camera guy. Yeah, Philip, you've worked with a lot of um, artists too, like well-known yes. artists. Yes, that big, come big to well. yeah, big names that come to Vancouver do concerts. Um, yeah, all around from very, Korea. Very as well. interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a great uh, opportunity to work like artists from Korea because because I love like like Korean uh, music generate. I mean, the industry. music industry because. Mm. Um, it's hard to say, but I don't fully understand all the lyrics, uh, like from coming from like Hollywood music. Not Hollywood. Sorry. <laughs> What's what do I say? English, like English music, music nervous. like Western, yeah, yeah Western, like Billboard uh, musics. So I I tend to listen more of Korean right. musics. Yes. Mm. So all the all the artists that I want to work with is like mainly in, in Korea, Korea, and they serve in the Korean music industry. Right. Cool. So Philip, right now you're 23 years old, correct? Yes. And just to give everybody, like the listeners, a sense of like context, how old are you, Serena? 35. <laughs> <laughs> We're talking about our 20s this week. Um, I will be turning 26 this year as of this fall. Right. And for you, Josh? I will be 20, turning, 20, turning 25 in December this year. But like Canadian age. Canadian age. Yes. There's a, which I think know. is more logical. Like... Yeah, I don't understand the Korean age. I honestly don't. Right. And for myself, I'm 21. So we got a good variation of the 20s in this group right Yo, now. Yo, you're like past the mid-20s. Shut up. <laughs> Shut up. You're right. We got a good variation. We got someone just entering the <laughs> mid-20s. Right, like the dead center and like just like a foot in and like a couple foots in and like a couple foots after midway. <laughs> and that's not, you know, a bad thing. I think, I think it's a good thing. You know, uh, sometimes I'm like happy that I am counting my age in like Canadian age. Oh, yeah. If you, if you count yourself. Dude, I, count just, yourself, yeah. I just feel really bad about myself right now. If I, if I thought that I kept reminding myself of my Korean age. How old yeah, are you? Exactly. In, do you mind if I ask you? Like, I think I'm 27 or 28. Does oh. anyone know how it works? Like, is this a sorry? Uh, from my knowledge, it's the day or the day you're born. You're one, not you're zero, one. right? Yeah. So if you're born in two thousands, yeah, you're one, and then when your birthday comes, another is added. Oh. So basically, so once, yeah. it the, it's possible for you to be two years ahead of your actual age, just because if you were born and your birthday, if you were born in like the new year and your birthday was like really. Close by, right? Yeah, something like that. Interesting. That's I a know. really interesting way. Yeah. Anyways, yeah. So twenties, it's very interesting. Twenties, mm-hmm. um, you know, lots of a lot is expected from you. A lot of change. I think culturally, there's a lot of expectations, but you know, a lot of people also have self expectations moving into their twenties right. and you know, developing into it. So it's kind of want to talk to you guys about you know, when you guys are just getting into your twenties, what kind of pressures did you have? Uh, Stepping into this decade. Okay. Uh, do you want me to go first? 
Sure, just it's say. just whatever whoever wants sure. to blabber it out first. Um, I think that there's lots of pressure, especially in this generation where you uh, really connected to the media, and people are chased by having lots of things in early age. So I think mm. that um, that's what gener- that's what media wants from you. You want to be rich in your twenties. You want to be successful in your 20s so earlier earlier the better it's like what media wants that's true so did that kind of cultural expectation of this generation have any impact on you and like giving yourself some self expectations of what you want to do in your 20s sure um i could go really deep into this do you guys want me to because i i've been struggling with this for a long time because um i I basically like stepped out of university about going there for like two years, thinking that I could start on my own. And back in the days when I stepped out of university, it was interesting because that's when it was all like hustlers and all the money chases were like um, top one keyword in in Korea in hip hop. Mm. So I do lost, as I said, I do listen to a lot of Korean hip hop uh, referring can I ref- can I can I say the artist's name? Yeah, of course. Of course. Yeah, like there's like um, there's lots of like you know Toki and like you know all those hip hop uh, artists. They like hustling. They like work mm-hmm. every day, and they they they're basically a hustler. But I really wanted to that I were I really wanted to have that a uh, mindset. I really wanted to become like them. So as soon as I stepped out, I always branded myself as a hustler. I always branded myself as a like a go getter which was very fascinating to me, to myself, and for others as well. And I did that for like two years. It really helped me to like push out all the contents, all the work, working with lots of bigger names. You're really like on the grind. You're like really challenging yourself and going beyond, trying to push your limits. Yeah, Yeah, I think anybody that, well, does knows him, like just knows of his presence, even if you don't personally know him, might kind of sense that from him. Yeah, so every time when I meet someone who knew me but not personally know each other, they're always like, "Oh, I see your work. I, I like I heard that you like work really hard. I hear that you like you push yourself really hard. Like I respect that." Every time when I meet someone at any event or any 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 occasions, I I feel that I feel that pressure. At the same time, it was really uh really um it was a plus to me. Like it helped me going forward. It helped, it helped me going really strong. But at the same time, looking back, like realizing now that's really, really toxic and that's really, really bad for me. Mm. Yeah. Cause like I set my standard to be really high. It, that's what exactly media and all the books and all the, um, what the world wants from you. You want to be really working hard, but that was me. And looking back now, I think, I think that was wrong. To be to be fair, like uh, that was uh, to be honest, like that was really hard time for me. Looking back, mm. I think also you know just you as a creative and just creatives in general have that sense because the way they're portrayed in that industry is like he said, they have to be working hard. They have to be mm. be like very outwardly shiny and you know like attractive and stuff yeah stuff stuff they're doing yeah right right i had a right. question for those like because you get you because um yeah creatives are portrayed to be like grinding and you know they they have to show that right but i'm pretty sure behind that performance of grinding there will be moments of like where you feel stagnant like where you're not moving have you had those moments and like yes. how, do you, how do you feel during slumps those moments? and stuff yeah about? yeah slumps and stuff like that so just because i set myself as a I'm just gonna name myself as like hustler. I'll, I'll right. say I I was a hustler. I wanted to be a hustler, but I branded myself and I took a picture of myself working every day, and people knew me as a worker, like hard worker, like but, a workaholic. Yes, but every time when I wanted to take a break, I felt like I was a hypocrite. So I couldn't I couldn't oh. know how to properly take a break, and I was like treating myself not good so that like like I, I would push harder so I didn't know how to take a break pro- properly whenever I um, take a break be on social media or anything I thought I had to do everything in productive 
So I didn't know how to take a break like at anywhere at any time. Right. Yeah. That was that was really bad to be honest, but I think that um I had the pressure where if you do nothing, mm. you're in a wrong position. Mm. I thought I thought that was that was very big. So that was like from your 20s to like 23, like now-ish? Yes, I would say that that was 19 to 21. Right. And how do you feel about yourself currently of like how, what you should be doing? Wow, that's really young. 19 to 21. Yeah. To be like yeah. thinking like that. Yeah. yeah. Um, Wait, well, sorry. Actually, before we move on. Yes. Yes. Let's do some more chronological stuff. So like sure. maybe flip back from like, and we'll ask maybe... Uh, I think like Serena and Josh are more academic than the two of us. So maybe like, what about you guys? When you guys are just getting out of high school, you know, going into your twenties, what were kind of your self expectations as well as some like cultural pressures and expectations you had? Like, I think I was really naive <laughs> coming out of high school. I didn't, I like thinking back, I'm like, I really had no idea. <laughs> I had no idea what I was wanting to do or like, what I wanted to throw myself into. Like maybe I had like a very general drawing of the potentialities, but r- really in reality, it's like, yeah, I really had no idea what was, what was yeah. Uh, I was really yeah, young. Yeah. On, the, yeah. on yeah. the flip side for me though, I knew exactly what I thought I wanted. Mm. I've, I've, I've had a dream since I was like 15 and I've, I've mentioned it before and I've went into with a purpose to UBC to go into biology right. and then eventually into med school. And eventually at the age of 25, 24, I would get married. And mm-hmm. then eventually I can go on like missions trip and like do all these things. Right. So this was your self expectations going into it. Going into my twenties, mm-hmm. which never happened. Uh-huh. But yeah. That was none of it. None yeah. of it. Yeah. None of it. So it, it was my, um, you know, less humbleness thought that I was doing something right. Cause all my friends were going to, you know, Toronto, like other cities. Like the bigger cities. Yeah, but they said that they don't know what to do, but they're just going to school just Mm. because their parents said so. And that's what they thought that it was the right path for them. But I thought that it was not very humble of me, but I thought that I was doing something very right. Mm. And Mm. they're not doing something very, I thought they were doing something wrong. So oh. yeah, I consider that like uh, my self-esteem was so high. So mm. like people who was in loss of what they want to do, like I used to like counsel them. I used to like be on a bus and have a bus ride for like 30 minutes. And I explained whole my story, how I got into, you know, filmmaking, when I, how, I, how I moved to Canada and how I started doing what I love to do. Like that was the thing, like doing what you love, like doing what you love to do. It was my thing. And I was like, almost like preaching in that. Mm. Yeah. I think, I think, um, I understand where parents come from, where Mm. they really want kids to pursue going to post-secondary because um, now that I've, I've finished and that I've gone through that process, I value the, the, the education system that we have here. Mm-hmm. And I value um, being able to um, have a mind to critically analyze things. Mm-hmm. And I feel like not a lot of people um, have that ability when they miss out on post-secondary. Mm-hmm. It might not always be the case. It's just from my personal opinion, and this might be controversial, but... Um, from what I feel that the biggest thing I've obtained from post-secondary is, is being able to critically analyze. Yeah. Yeah. I think that like the main problem right now, and even like back to the days where I was graduating from high school, I think that like the conception of being wrong, if you don't go to post-secondary, it's very like bad. Mm. Cause like, I, I really, I really support people who doesn't go to post-secondary and uh, follow their passion. I still like. I still support the idea of doing what you love to do, but um, I was just saying that that was very like uh, not humble side of me, and I I learned from it. But I still think that it's a great idea to following their passion. But not going to post secondary is not bad. Like it's. I think that it's actually better because like you learn 
specifically what you want to learn. Mm. I think that's so great, but you just have to have a mindset of like uh, knowing what you want to do. I think, um, you know, either way, it's Mm -hmm. very different. Like, depends on the person. Yeah, I agree. But I think both ways can say that you know, what they kind of expected, it usually doesn't go the way. So even if you go to school, you kind of expect this, like, oh, by like 23, I'm going to graduate in four years, you know, I'm going to get a job right after. I'm going to get married at like 26, like work and like get a house. Like at one point you're going to be like, what the heck? I'm already 23. Why am I still in school? (laughs) Something like that. And whereas even Philip was saying like, oh, I'm going to be a go-getter. You know, I'm going to be out there. I'm going to get this, Mm -hmm. get that money. But Mm -hmm. then, you know, like, oh shoot, I'm burning out. Like, what am Mm -hmm. I doing? Like, why did I start this in the first place? Like everybody gets to that point where, you know, they start realizing, mm-hmm. hey, why, why am I doing what I'm doing? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, where am I headed to in, the, in this 20s? Because, you know, the 20s, I think, affects like the rest, like the majority of your life. Like what That's happens right. in your 20s will determine, you know, where and how and what you'll be doing in like your 30s, 40s, 50s, I, I feel. I mean, mm-hmm. of course, people can change after, but like for the most part. Mm-hmm. But I think that um, I don't, I think it, you regret less if you choose on your own. You know what I mean? Mm. If a parent chooses you your path and if somebody else chooses your path, I think you would regret more cuz it was it at the end like it's your life but but I don't cuz I don't regret like choosing that path as a as a you know go-getter uh stepping out of university or 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 even st- not uh, doing academics because mm. I like I think people because I see people regretting uh, listening to their parents right but I don't I don't often see people re- uh, listening listening to their voice because at the end that's like your own pers- uh, responsibility and you learn it right like, on your own right that's true I mean like if, that's why I also feel like if you're doing something you should have purpose like even if you're going to school you should be going because you want to not just because you have yeah, to totally agree. Yeah. Been told to. Yeah. Right. So let's kind of move forward a bit. Sure. So like this is usually what happens at the beginnings. You plan something and it doesn't go. And you know, you start learning. That's life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm going to probably ask more towards Josh and Serena. So sure. like you guys are in your mid-20s now. How has… Can you guys maybe tell a bit about you guys as well? Like how has… Uh, your plans been deteriorated. Is that the right word? Like been messed up from like what you started and yeah. like where have you actually ended deviated. up? Yeah, yeah, deviated. Yeah, deviated. Deviated to become like. I think my life is completely deviated from what I would ever expect to have been back in 18 when I was 18 years old. Yeah. Like I never thought I'd be a banker. I never thought I'd switch majors. I never thought I'd change schools in between or be with you guys being podcasts. So for me, like I think becoming an age of 25, I've come to realization and acceptance. The life is, quote from a rapper, life is what you make of it. And just if you try to fight against life, it'll just be hard for you. Mm. But if life will open up doors for you, opportunities, and it's really up to your choice to say yes or no to it. And you can make choices which would obviously open up more doors. Like let's say you go to post-secondary school or you do what Philip said and choose a specific job. You obviously do have a choice in, in what you do, but that's pretty much it. Once you make that choice, the rest of it is up to you. So that's just my life experience. And that's how I'm planning to live the next five years of my life. Mm-hmm. Just let it flow. You can plan stuff, but you have to be open and willing to changes. Yeah, because yeah. definitely that. I think... the that change doesn't mean you've actually failed, but it's just, you're finding things that are working more for you. That's yeah. right, David. I yeah, love that. Like I love that. Because <laughs> when you're younger, you kind of had no idea what what you, like you have an idea of what you want to do, but once you get into it, it's really different, right? Yeah. So when I was, in, when I was 21, I thought I'd be married by this time. <laughs> I know, so odd, right? So different. That, no, that's common. Like I think all my friends are saying that too. Yeah, yep. and I thought by at this age mm-hmm. that I would have a stable job, which I do. Mm-hmm. But I thought that I wouldn't want to like go out and do something more and mm-hmm. have more goals, more dreams and and like have to hustle even more than what I have hustled before. Right. To come here. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's like it's never ending, I feel like. It's it's a never ending cycle. 
And I feel that that's why people have to continuously like look for dreams and like continuously mm-hmm. um, experiment and experience uh, what's out there in the world so that, you know, I guess in the way like you get to know yourself and what you like and what you want to be driven by and motivated by, inspired by, mm-hmm. etc. Mm-hmm. Um, because ultimately, like once you reach your goal, like that's it, right? And there's this feeling of like emptiness after you reach your goal. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. What are you guys' priorities in your 20s? Is it your career? Is it relationships such as like family? That's a good question. Is it um, like a physical property or like a status you want to reach? Like say I want to be a doctor or like I want to be a lawyer or something like that. Like what are you guys' priorities in your 20s? Like, think, what, what would you ultimately like to achieve by the time you get to 30 and be like, Hey, my 20s, it might not have gone as planned. Everything might not have happened. But I'm at least happy that you know, I was able to get to this. What would that be that be for you guys? I think for me, the most important thing um, is to is reaching my goal, and ultimately because of that, like I I've had to really turn myself down from um, like being number one, being in a relation like a romantic relationship. Is a is by goal? Do you mean like a career? Yeah, path like a career goal? path. Okay. Question: What if? Your your idealistic type right now appeared before you, the person that you're thinking of, <laughs> and was like, "I need you to marry me now." Um, with the with the white. She's horse? hesitating. Yeah, she's with the she white hesitating. I think I would turn that down. <laughs> no, oh. I don't believe you. Oh. What if it's like um, very good looking, like let's say like a like a like a Sony. soccer player? Yeah, yeah. Sony, Sony from uh, Spurs. Spurs. Like literally, he showed up right now. Ha, Seren- like Serena, I I I absolutely need you in my life permanently. Like <sighs> one and only chance. But would I be able to continuously pursue my my career path, or would I have to give up? She will also support it. I mean, like it would be like a regular marriage. You're gonna have to sacrifice some stuff, but I'm sure like you can pursue it. Yeah, but just not the same yeah. pace as now. That's fine. Okay, <laughs> that's fine. As long as I can pursue it, that's right. fine. But like it, it takes because so what I was getting at, <laughs> what I was getting at was that. You know, like I try to um, like prioritize my work so that I'd be able to reach my goal. Mm-hmm. Um, when one of them was to obviously not engage in romantic relationships because that's so much like commitment and time and money that has to go into it. And I thought it wasn't worth it. And I thought that um, that that wasn't that that shouldn't be in my priorities. Um, just cause, you know, obviously what I want to pursue in my career is, is more important than, than being in a romantic relationship. Like, I feel like being in a romantic relationship is, is like possible at any point as Mm. much as it isn't also like, I think it is more so for then, um, being able to, you know, obtain your goal for your career because, Mm. Um, I tell my friends and you know people around me this, but I feel like when an opportunity arises, just because an opportunity arises, like you can't just take it. You have to be ready for it. Like yeah. you have to be personally prepared totally. to take on the opportunity. Just because an opportunity comes up to you, it doesn't mean that you can just take on. Like right. a lot of different factors um, have to align with that opportunity. Like your situation, like you as a person, like as in like the requirements that have to meet in order for you to actually take on the opportunity, you know, and stuff like that. So I, you know, I want to be someone who's ready when the opportunity arises. Right. Yeah. Philip, what about you? What are your priorities for your 20s? Mm, uh, in, <laughs> I don't want to be too specific, but like when I was in 19, like when I was like, getting into university i i thought that like my fame and like money was like my priority right and now like my priority right now is it's experience i would say it's not like exotic experiences but like experiences in general life i think that like in 20s you could do anything like you could you could fail you could win i think having like ex, like uh ex, like only experiences that you could enjoy in your 20s like trying new things and like 
going on a travel. I think experience is number one thing right now in my life. I totally agree with that. Yeah. Is there and, ultimately mm. something you want to do with that experience together? No, not at all. It just I just wanna I just wanna like experience at at my twenties. I think mm-hmm. that like money and every other things like comes later. And also experience like the keyword experience itself is so broad. I want to experience relationship with um, different people. I want to have my failure in my twenties, and I want to, I want to, you know, um, have have some experience so that I could build from it. Like I, I love how uh, what Serena said, how she uh, want to be ready when 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 opportunity comes. Right. I think that's also my like big psychology, uh, not psychology, philosophical thing that I believe in. Um, like, cause like, I believe that like God will like, like assign you to the training so that you'll be ready at the certain time. And I don't believe in having opportunities just, um, um, by your own, um, work. Like it doesn't come from your, your, um, your work. I think it comes coming. I think it comes from like other, other ways and other, you know, higher power. I would say, uh, I think that, um, uh, you need to be really ready, and then I think that that readiness coming from your experiences, so that I don't want to be afraid in having experiences. So that's my key priority: have to have experiences Experience. in my twenties. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. What about you, Josh? What are your priorities? I think it's like a mix match of Serena and Philip. I think they've said it pretty much. I think I have very very similar priorities to them. Just yeah. a little bit about career. Yeah, career wise, you know. Obviously, 20s is when you want to find, like, p- try new things tr- and also have a lot of failures. Um, but my, basically, my priority is just to do everything I can before I become old. Mm. Like, I want to be able to do things that are okay to do in 20s. <laughs> but when you do it in 30s, you'll, you'll be like... It's like, not okay. Yeah, they'll be like, dude, you're like 30 <laughs> now. There'll be a lot of shaming. Yeah, what is wrong with you, you know? I mean... What if you? You're, what if you're like Pharrell Williams and you're like forty, but you still look twenty? So you can do just whatever. <laughs> that's fine. That's fine. That's if, like if you can pull off a twenty in your forties, then that's fine. Then do you? I do think you. that's crazy to be forty years old and do what a twenty year old do. I, I agree. That's like agree. that's respect. That is totally respectful. Yeah. Yeah. I love it how um, in Canada we have a culture where um, education is never too late. Yeah. Like you know if oh yeah uh, yes. but even I guess. I guess there is some still like pressure to, you know, go to school at a certain age, um, post, well, post-secondary, I mean, like at a certain age, but you know, you still see some people in their like really, really late years mm-hmm. trying to pursue whatever they want to learn, right. you know, be, just for the experience, right? Cause they really just want to know more. Yeah. Um, I think that's great as well. I think that's so respectful and I like totally love that part of, um, Canada, I guess, because in Korea, there's a lot of pressure to yep, yep. just do what you are asked to do in your age. Like, there's always a right answer and a right yep. thing you should be doing at at a certain point in your right, age, or else you'll be called a fossil or like an outsider, <laughs> yeah. right? Like, you'd be you'd have to be married before at least like like you know thirty five. Like Korea has like age expectations, yeah. a lot of cultural expectations, yeah, for yeah. Sure. and like when you're apparently when you're like fifty. You, you can't find any jobs and you, you're expected to retire. Oh, right? yeah. Because like they they physically won't let you work there. They won't like support you. Yeah, but like that's that's such a Korean cultural thing where they put an age and define it as a stage of life that has to be that way. Yeah. Whereas in Canada, your stage of life is not determined by your age. It's just at your own pace, like your own chapter of a book. Yeah, that's that's really something that I really wanted to like bring up just because this is like about... The different, like as a, as a 1.5 generation, mm. like like I want to talk. I really wanted to talk about the differences. W- what I feel as a like a like a entrepreneur and mm. dealing with Korean business owners and local business owners, they mm. expect to have like Korean business owners. They expect you to have like less knowledge when you're in like mid 
Or when you're like younger. Or when you're younger. They kind of look down upon you. They just take advantage of you. They don't think you as a partner. They don't think you as like, um, what is it? Like a consultant. Right. Right. But but when you work with local business owners, like they treat you like a doctor. Like Like they treat you like equally and they treat you so respectfully. As like a business partner. Yeah. 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 So I really wanted to like bring that up just because you talked about like, what you expect a certain age mm. and Korean people when when you, when they like, when they look at you when you look like your early mid uh, mid twenties or early twenties like they have this conception so I really I really hope that like that changes in the in yeah. later later days but well, you know yeah. that's part of why I started growing up my hair it's just to make myself look oh older oh my god me right. too like I really didn't want to have those uh, plastic frames. I, I currently, I have this um, like a Ray-Ban style, like um, I forgot what this style of glasses it is, but they like- call it I, owl frames. Yes, I chose specifically this glasses just to look older. And also I'm like growing my hair as, as well, like you, David. Like I don't, I don't want to cut my hair and make it like, you know, like a young, young Korean hairstyle. Oh, I see. Yeah, I see. you know, those are typical, um, like a very trendy hairstyle. Yeah. Uh, I I love I love it I love the hairstyle but I I really wanted to just cut my hair short and make it like the you know like pomade hair like the like a slick looking hair yeah. just because they don't want they don't I I don't want them to look at me oh he's young right so you I want to look more mature yeah. yeah like you know what you're doing yeah as I mean, if, like, if that already, determines it right, right? Like, like how you're supposed to physically appear in yeah. a certain way which is such a waste of energy and time. Think about it. That's so inefi- and like inefficient. Mm. Like you know, I I wish like all the people like treat you the same. Like 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 how local local people they like, they treat you as a human to human, not a senior to junior. Mm. You know what I mean? Right. I think it's it's hard, just because you know, as one point five gen, all of us here, we're really like the bridge between the younger generation as well as the older generation. So we're really right in between that. And I like understand where the adults come from because it's also the concept, not only among um, Koreans, but you know, if you're in the business industry and like, (coughs) sorry, if pretend you work in an office, Mm Sorry, there's a lot of uh, smoke outside. So yes, <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> I'll be coughing, but like, it, like for, as an example, you work in an office and you're not in like office attire, or mm-hmm. like you're not in like business clothing. Mm-hmm. Then when, like, when you're doing business with clients, mm-hmm. then and you, you don't look a certain way, then you know obviously you'll be looked down upon. And I yeah. feel like that's kind of how it is. But it's a little bit more on the extreme side with Koreans, right? Yeah. So like they'll really they'll really look at your appearance. I mean, Korean adults might say like it is efficient to have like hierarchy and the senior and senior and junior system. But um, as a, I think I am very thankful to have both um, a perspective, as a Korean perspective and then the Canadian perspective. Sometimes it's actually like faster to work in a Korean way. But sometimes it's very personally, it's very hard to work as a Korean way, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Yeah. So I think it has pros and cons, but I, if I have to choose which one, I would say uh, like um, Canadian way. Right. So it's kind of interesting because a lot of us in common have uh, mostly career in mind for our 20s rather than relationships. It's interesting because we don't have any of that people in here. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm kind of interested to see like what the relationship type people would think. Yeah. But moving on, like, did these priorities change from like when you were just 20 to now? And do you think it'll change by the time you get to 30? Because I know like some people are looking for marriage and stuff, like seeking relationship type things. But I'm pretty sure they also weren't like that throughout their whole 20s. Right. So how has that kind of changed and what circumstances changed that those priorities for you guys? I think definitely it will change when the right person comes <laughs> <laughs> for me. Well, I feel like a lot of people ask me because um, in terms of my situation, I am, you know, there's really nothing pulling me back other than the fact that I just personally think that I'm not ready because I have more stuff 
you know, I'm just, I'm ambitious. I'm a little bit more ambitious than the average person out there mm-hmm. um, at my age. So, you know, I, I still feel like I'm pretty young to be looking for something stable. Like I still love the dynamics that come from uh, the spontaneity of life. I I don't really want to have to like settle for something stable that is going to be the same thing for the rest of my life anyways, right? Mm-hmm. And you know, how long are we going to live now, right? Like we you know, we live till a lot of people live till much older than than it was previously, right? right. So we're technically much younger than we actually were in back in the days. Like, you know, back in the days we were considered to have to be married at this age or even earlier, mm-hmm. right? So, um, yeah, I feel like situations will definitely change um, when uh, when we, or when I encounter like a bigger milestone in my life, I guess, whenever that will be and whatever that will be. Mm-hmm. To me, I think that, it like it's an obvious answer. Like it will change. Like my 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 prioritize, like my my main um, what is it? My, focus. My main focus will change, but at the same time, my main philosophical things won't change. Like it's like it's your values, my values, and everything. I I really think that it's good to have like set value when you're in twenties, and I think that I am I am going through it. By experience, when I say experiences, I think having a set value and going through the experiences is very valuable, so that in your thirties and forties you won't change your value by either other circumstance and all that. So I think that it obvious the answer is yes, it will change, but my my value as in like love won't change. So yeah, right. slightly going off tangent, but yeah, I'm gonna ask you. You know, you've devoted so far all of your twenties so far into this filmmaking passion, which uh-huh. is which was your decision, right? <laughs> yeah. What has attracted you so much into, you know, doing what you're doing and like choosing what you do? So I I am a Kwanjong. <laughs> attention <laughs> seeker. Yeah, <laughs> attention seeker. In Korean, it's called Kwanjong, but I really, really don't think that that's a bad word. I think I I was. I I am an entertainer. Like I love making people happy, mm. and I was like that in Korea when I made a transition to Canada. I really wanted it. Like I really wanted to be the entertainer to people, and I really wanted to you know step out being an entertainer as a Korean. I really wanted to be a English speaking entertainer to people. Hence the name Philip. Yeah. <laughs> so that's why I had a struggle with. Um, making friends to be honest like it was hard for me to make friends and then people in high school um, didn't really like me there are majority of people who didn't like me but minority people who thought that I was nice person and people who accepted me shout out to them they even I was speaking broken English to the to all my English you know like I would say English friends English speaking friends um, yeah, I stepped out of um, hanging out with Koreans after grade nine. I like chose myself to hang out with um, English speaking friends because I thought that that's really, really not uh, efficient for a pe- person who wants to you know, be involved with Canadian culture. And I really wanted to just step out of the zone. And it was very uncomfortable for me. And also I, I didn't feel the love from all my all my friends they didn't really like me because it's just because I didn't speak fluent English. Then I realized how can I be known? How can I entertain them? How can that, you gain the attention? You yes, want? yes. Mm-hmm. But there's no way because I couldn't speak any English. Oh. I mean proper English. But I realized there's there's this filmmaking class in high school. So. Oh. So this filmmaking class, filmmaking class, filmmaking class lets you uh, actually broadcast yourself in 
in this um what is it what what is this time on wednesday people gather together to watch this um this so in high school we mm-hmm. um have homeroom classes homeroom that's that's the word so, yeah. and then we we have um weekly meetings on wednesdays so we have to go to our homerooms um and we'd have to listen to like a pod, the, uh, the, broadcast tv like it's a basically it's basically a school News platform. Oh wow! You um, guys had that. Yeah, yeah and they called cool. it um, Pine Tree TV. We're from Pine Tree <laughs> Secondary. Shout <laughs> out to Chuchuk <laughs> Parasite. Um, but anyway, so oh. it was a basically a p- platform um, that gave opportunities for students um, who are interested in the media field, um, yep. in the arts field, to, I guess, you know, portray their talents. We had a lot of programs like that. Yeah. Um, and opportunities like that for students who are interested. So yep. that's basically what it was. And um, like it would be like a whole team of like media and mm-hmm. broadcasting. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it'd be like a, f- like a full on like entertainment show. Yeah. That's where I stepped in. Mm-hmm. That's where I stepped in just because imagine 3,000 people watching you. What? You guys have 3,000 people in your school? 2,000. That's still a lot. We had quite a few people. Just because yeah. I think in my grad year, I think 700 people graduated. Yeah, so what? all together, it was a lot of people. And my then, man. so I loved, I loved how I could edit myself. I could edit my words. I could edit my actions. By the way, our podcast isn't edited, so you can't edit yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm comfortable now. I'm comfortable now. But back in the days, like I really wanted to expose myself. I really wanted to be the known person. I really wanted to entertain people. So I came up with ideas, I, I executed it, I broadcasted it and people started noticing me and pe- all the teachers were noticing me and the teachers were giving me so many, so many compliments every week. So wow. that wow. boosted lots of like, com- like confidence. Self-esteem. Yeah. And I loved how people like reaching out to me and saying, oh, good job on that video. Mm. And that's when I started, you know, improving my English speaking skills and people start, you know, respect who I am mm. and respect my work, all that. So, yeah, that's, that's how I got into video making in general. So you were a successful Kwan Jong. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. <laughs> I don't, like, peop, like, the word that I really hated yeah. was it's nadenda in Korean, which is like, you're like, you're very- you're like overreacting. Overreacting, you're very like, um, like annoying. But mm. I always- I always like generated that word into positivity, a positive way, which is like, how can I improve this strength in a sense so that I could, you know, be influential to people. So I didn't, I didn't really take that negatively. I, I, I even, I took it to Canada and wanted to transform that to something greater. Right. Yeah. yeah. Like, so that's how I got into filmmaking. Something that like Philip really reminds me of is especially this, does, this doesn't really happen in the Western culture, but in the Korean culture, a lot of the uh, younger celebrities or those younger successful people, I feel like they kind of rebel against that Korean culture of you know knowing your place and being like if you're if you're a junior to a senior, you know you got to be respecting all them. Mm-hmm. But I feel like people who in your terms, nade, which means like mm. overflaunting yourself into yeah, the yeah, public. Yeah. I feel like those people in Korea tend to, you know, actually be more successful than those who don't do that. Mm-hmm. Did you guys um, see the social experiment uh, they did at UPenn? What is UPenn? University, uh, University of Pennsylvania. And so basically, this professor and his class um, in in this person's class. <gasps> Could I send you that? Video? I think you did, okay. but I didn't watch it. Oh, okay, okay. But somebody told me about it. Okay. Double and they reminded wa- yeah. me of Double it. reminded you, yeah. Yeah. And so basically, it was about, um, it's a viral video. So you guys probably might have seen it, but. Yeah, you should watch it. Everyone should watch it. So this professor is like really into Korea and he thinks it's going to be the next like biggest thing ever. But this professor is not Korean. No. Mm-hmm, no. No. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. So, and then he was, he was comparing, um, uh, Western culture to Asian cultures, basically. And then, so he was going to do an experiment for the rest of the class. So he called up two students, one one like Western and one Asian. Mm-hmm. And they 
and he made those two leave the classroom and told the classroom that they're going to do a social experiment, um, that Western cultures, people are a little bit more confident in what they do and like they're more like expose. Whereas Asian cultures, they're a little bit more humble. They undervalue. And they under-evaluate mm-hmm. themselves. So then um, once, they, once the professor informed the classroom of that, he brought the two students back in. And then he was asking the students, oh, like, what do you do? Like, do you play some sports or do you do hobbies? And then the Western um, student was like, oh, yeah, I do some tennis. And then he was like, are you good? He's like, yeah, I'm pretty good. I'm pretty good at it. And then um, he was like, oh, like, what is your GPA? She's like, oh, like, it's like 3.0. I was like, oh, okay. And then he asked the Asian girl, and she was like, oh, yeah, I like do this and this. Like, I guess I do like this. And he's like, are you good? He's like, oh, no, I'm not that great. <laughs> and then um, he was like, he asked her her GPA. Oh, my God. And she like didn't want to reply. So she like secretly told the prof. And the prof was like, oh, it's 3.4. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and she's- but they found out that the girl was actually like, uh, she was two years ahead. Mm-hmm. So oh, she, wow. yeah, she yeah. was two years ahead of her, cl- of her, um, like year. Yeah. Um, and she graduated earlier. Yeah. So she's basically second year finishing fourth year. Yeah. Oh. She did it in one and a half. She almost did it in a ha- one and a half years. And she said that I think I'm smart. Yeah. But I'm not sure. Wow. <laughs> That's what she said. So you, you know how before I mentioned this too, when we we're talking about culture differences, I studied psych- cultural psychology, and that that's actually a given fact that um, Korean and Korean people are actually the main point of research. Korean Japanese, but it's actually mainly Korean people because they have this cultural complete polar opposite cultural differences between Western community, mm. and it's it's so prominently um, culturally different. There's like you can see that the merits of being a Western mm-hmm. and the merits of being a Korean culture. And it, the cool thing is there's no right answer in which is better, but there is definitely things that Korean culture needs to learn from Western. And obviously Western needs to learn from Korean as well. Yeah. So it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a proven fact. Yeah, oh, it has yeah. to be mixed. Yeah. Isn't that amazing that we're right in between you have everything? Yeah, it's a, it's a <laughs> yeah. great thing. Like it's a big opportunity. I think it's we should all take advantage from it. Yeah. Not focusing on one uh, one side of culture. Yeah. The reason why I mentioned both is because I think even s- since I came to Canada, my all my uh, mentors and all my pa- like my parents friends told me that like you should you are a very special one because you're in the both both place. You know about both culture. So I I I I am going to take advantage from it. But I think that like both side of culture needs to learn from each other as well. Yeah, I think I, I think I think that we're the person who can you know get uh, close the gap in the bridge. Yeah. Mm. Hey, what do you guys think then specifically the merits of Western is and the mes- merits of Korean is? Well, I I've studied this so like i i kind of i kind of know Ooh, okay i kind of know can, you, can sure. you give us like yeah. just bullet points yeah so there's um so like we can kind of be aware of you know the characteristics this we is have so valuable use. go ahead so the first thing that the first thing that differentiates between korean culture and western culture is you can find it eminent in actually olympic games if you see olympic games where the winner is korean or whereas the winner is north american mm-hmm. the first statements they say is completely it differentiates who we are wow. koreans say i'd like to give thanks to oh. the ones who support me, to the coach, to my family. Whereas Western people say, I'm very proud to be where I am right now. Oh. I've tried very hard. <laughs> so it's a eye-focused culture. So it's very self, yes. selfish, yeah. could be. It could, yeah. it could be, but it's not necessarily a bad thing. Yeah. Right. Right, 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 right. Yeah. It's just perspective. Yeah. Right. In, in, in the Asian culture, uh, especially in Korean culture, the definition we is very important. Mm. Whereas in Western, I is very important. Right. So there, there is another really interesting experiment that they, they, they did was mm-hmm. they asked a Korean person to look in a mirror and describe who they are through the mirror. And then they also, before that, they made them describe who they are without looking in the mirror in a room by themselves. They, just, they, did just, uh, they told them to rate who they are oh. out of one to 10. The Korean person rated themselves much better when they were not looking in the mirror Oh. And when they looked in the mirror, they rated themselves completely below expectation. Men in the so they, they get very humbled. You know, they underestimate yourself, as you guys had mentioned. Oh. Whereas a Western person, it's the opposite. They, they, um, they, uh, sorry, they, over-evaluate. when they see in the mirror, they over-evaluate themselves. Wow. Like, how good looking are you out of one to 10? Nine. 
great person would be like, ah, uh, four. Right. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's a difference of perspectives and humbleness. But the thing is like, it said in the textbook, this professor was someone who studied Asian culture and Western culture. There is, he's, he also said that Korean culture has a potential to overcome the market and globalization because mm-hmm. they have such humbling qualities that provide them to excel forward. Mm-hmm. Whereas in Western culture, um, their personality is the same wherever they are. Oh. Yeah. So yeah, it's, it's productivity like, yeah. is very important in Korea. Productivity? Mm-hmm. Uh, collectivity. Collectivity, so like grouping. Yes. Mm. So, you know, they say that when there's one common enemy, it, that's what really, really brings us together. You know, when there's um, Hanilton, which is... Which oh, is yeah. a Korea versus game, Japan. Whatever game it involves, whatever if it's like rock paper anything. scissors, whatever, yeah, rock yeah, paper or, scissors, yeah, yeah. <laughs> or if it's like <laughs> a, a soccer game when you normally don't watch soccer, but you'll definitely watch you that game. You have to. You'll oh. definitely be watching a, that game. It's a day that you 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 watch TV all together. Yeah, yeah, right. Did like you guys you know, watch the photos from like that day when they're doing the games. Oh, so heat! Like, like the, the heat like was the so me- crazy. Like media, like the photographers took photos of like everywhere, right? Mm-hmm. Like, it's it's really shocking. Like people from churches and from like like different religions would just sit together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. doctors I remember and photo. patients would all like just sit together. Like everybody just unified, just one. Yeah, exactly. Anyways, that's sorry. like that's so common in Korea. Like it's a it's a common ideal that you know when you have one collective enemy that you'll really really that's what bonds everyone together. Um. I'll give you like definite example. I'll give you the real story. So just because you talked about collectivity, right? Yeah. Um, so in my in my story, I was I was a film. I was with you, David. Um, I was uh, we were filming hey. a music video for um, this uh, group of band, right? Oh. And then yes. and then if you shoot a um, group thing f- for your uh, for filmmaking <laughs> i if, remember if you f- if you film something all together you expect to go home at the same time you you know how like, like when we set up something mm-hmm. we kind of expect everybody to be there tear it down as well and then be like oh yeah. hey good job guys today and then go home all together if the yes. higher like higher person doesn't leave like the producer or someone who's in high position they don't leave mm. then you just stay right but like uh there was there was this one incident where we filmed a music video for a band and all the band members came and and as soon as the filming was done it, it was a wrap and when we say we say it's a wrap when we finish and as soon as we said it's a wrap everybody start like packing their uh, things and like doing their own things and they start leaving right and they're like, just peacing it individually, out individually they said <laughs> and they're band people they're like they're like almost a family right and as soon as they're done like they start packing and as soon as a, a drummer ex- I, I expect drummers to leave at the end but right. drummer left as soon as as soon as he's done he just grabbed his stuff and okay guys I'll see you guys next you just next, next time and, and and it was so it was so normal I was like Wow. wow, that is that is just. And you know what else? Normally, there's hesik. Yeah, there's like yeah, Korean people. Yeah, we go like, okay, we, guys, we're done. Right. You guys want to grab some food? Yeah, <laughs> samgyeopsal, right? And but after like, the food, you gotta get drinks. Yeah, but and like it always comes. It always comes after yeah. whatever yeah. you whatever you're doing. Yeah, mm. and everybody started leaving. So I thought that that was very interesting to me. Like, oh wow, that's that's really interesting how people just leave right away, mm-hmm. and I'm I'm out like on, on my own. That's very interesting. Yeah, that's really cool. Um, you know, we did go a bit off topic, but I think <laughs> it was super interesting. It, yeah. it was. It was. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I th- I'm wondering if uh, just because we've been talking about culture so much, if culture affects people, like like if Western people have different self ex- expectations of themselves, just going throughout their twenties. Mm-hmm. Um, I still think this is super interesting, and like, there's so much more to go into, but. I think we've given you guys a lot of insight into like just food for thought. Mm-hmm. Like what are you guys looking forward to do with your 20s? Um, you know, and why are you doing what you're doing? And you know, where, where are you going right now? Mm-hmm. I think being really insightful of where you're currently at and where you're headed to is really important. Just so um, 
you know, because the twenty is so precious. You know, you just don't want it to go by. It flies right. by. Well, I FYI, can't really guys, say because I'm only twenty-one right now. So, but I know for sure that this one year flew by so quick. Mm-hmm. And you know, I, I just wish the best for you guys to make the most out of it. You know, mm-hmm. saying mm-hmm. thank you. Hey, Philip. So, yeah, where can the uh, listeners, you know? Follow up on what you're doing. Where can they go to? Yeah, they could uh, follow me at uh, philosophy, philosophy films on my Gmail. I'm uh, not Gmail. sorry. Gmail. On my Instagram and yeah, they could. They, they could. can also email you. Yeah. I mean, if you I mean, have any business, business inquiries. inquiries. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, you could find me on Facebook or any any uh, social platform. Uh, just type me Philip Seal on Vimeo. I think you can check on my work. But yeah, I'm. I'm 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 stoked to be connected with all the listeners, and I am personally am a listener to your podcast. Woo, yeah, woo. it's it's interesting how we talked about as a twenty, or also as a one point five gen, but myself is one point seven gen, so I, I have more deep like um, thought into different cultures and all that. Yeah, I think it's so powerful and it's good platform to you know have community all together. Yeah, because one point five gen is so special. Yeah, and I think we can do a lot of good things and a lot of great, greater things. Yeah, I think that was great. Yeah, thank you so much for you know yes. being here. Oh my yes, god, time you. flies. <laughs> and um, we'll be seeing you guys next week. All right, that's a wrap. Bye. <laughs> Bye. And that's a wrap, meaning we'll be leaving together. You know, not just <laughs> <laughs> peace, peace, guys. <laughs>